1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG 13. Hey everyone. Welcome back to the BT Powerhouse podcast. Uh, coming to you live on Tuesday, September 17th. Uh, as always, my name is uh, Thomas Bendit. Uh, we are fortunate enough to be joined by uh, Sean, who's coming to us from Two Four Seven Sports to chat about Iowa hoops and do some previewing. Uh, we're, we're closing in. We're, we're still uh, what almost two months away—a uh, month and a half, if, if you want to be optimistic—from the college basketball season. Um, but we're getting getting through our previews here, and, and tonight we're going to chat about Iowa who's coming off a, another NCAA tournament season. Um, Sean, how you doing tonight? And uh, tell readers a little bit about uh, who you are and, and what you do over at 247. Yeah,
0: so uh, I'm Sean Bach. I'm actually a junior at the University of Iowa. Um, I'm an intern over at 247sportshawkeyeinsider.com. I've kind of shifted over to doing a lot of recruiting stuff, uh, mostly on the basketball and football side. Um, do a little game coverage here and there but we have a couple full-time guys that mainly handle that but I help out when I can whether it's attending games or whatnot Um, been covering college basketball for since my senior year of high school really and kind of started out just doing that Um, and then I've kind of shifted over to college football a little bit and then the recruiting stuff and kind of kind of taken on a life of its own it's been been hectic, it's been busy, but I love doing it. Love love college sports. So really nothing else I'd rather be doing.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Well we're happy to have you on here. Um and let's let's just dive right in. Um and, and before we get to, to some of the, the details here as far as the roster and you know who's coming, who's leaving, etc. Um the what what's the general feeling uh you know among the Iowa fan base, among the community Uh, You know, some of the local writers, as as far as what what this team is expected to do, you know, what are the expectations um, coming off what was a uh, pretty solid season, but certainly not an elite year? So, what's sort of the feel uh, coming into the season?
0: Yeah, it's sort of kind of middle of the road. Um, Obviously, people's main focus is still on football. So, I'm not sure how much attention they're really paying towards basketball, but. When you look at the roster, I mean, you lose Tyler Cook, who was your leading scorer, rebounder. You lose Isaiah Moss, who was a threat to score every time he touched the ball, some games, most games. Um, you lose Nicholas Bear, who's been the heart and soul of this Iowa team, whether it be Diamond, who's ball on the floor, scoring, um, rebounding, making a block shot, what have you. Um, you lose those pieces, too, that kind of make it tough because... Um, Just those guys kind of seemed like glues to the team a little bit. Um, Just seemed to deliver whenever called upon. I mean, you could say that Isaiah Moss and uh, Tyler Cook were inconsistent at times, but they still had a big impact on this team and were a big reason why they made it to the NCAA tournament the round of 32. But I think when you look at this roster, um, first thing that jumps out, Jordan Bohannon possibly not being able to play this upcoming year with the hip surgery that he had to have. Uh, Fran McCaffrey said the other day that there's a possibility that he could play, but his status really is up in the air. I I put money on put money on that he red shirts and doesn't play this year, just because you kind of want to enjoy your senior year and be fully healthy. And they don't really want to rush Jordan back because of the long term effects that it could have on a, on his body. But so yeah, Bohan Bohannon, that whole situation, um, Luca Garza, and Joe West camp. Two all conference players last year um, had potential to have an even bigger year. Joe Wieskamp coming into Iowa was really considered a four year guy, and he really boosted his stock on the NBA draft with NBA teams this summer competing in workouts and stuff. Actually declared for the NBA draft, which surprised a lot of people, but really did a good job on the workouts. Um, I know a couple of people told me that the NBA player or NBA team said that with a big sophomore season and with um, just improving on a couple of things here and there, mainly his, verte- or his uh, lateral quickness and what have you, that he could be an NBA guy next year after this season. So it'll be interesting to see what he kind of decides based on the kind of season he has. Luca Garza too, I think is a guy that really isn't NBA after this year, but can really take that next step into becoming, becoming a big leader and just a big scorer as well.
1: Certainly, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I think I'm I'm kind of the same perspective, you know, uh, Iowa, there, there's no way you can look at this roster, and you know, who they lost, and, and certainly the Bohannon injury, and think, you know, this is a team that's primed to go to the Final Four, or any, anything like that, um, however, they got pieces, they got some key players from last year, they also uh, went out and, and realized they had that Bohannon injury, so they uh, went out on the the recruiting trail and, you know, brought it, brought in some new guys who might be able to fill that role. I don't know if they'll be as good as Bohannon, but, you know, they have some options there when early on it, it looked like things could be really rough. So um, I, I think this team has a shot to get back to the NCAA tournament, and we'll get to that a, a little bit later. But, um, yeah, I, I think there should be some excitement. I Again, there's probably not going to be a big banner going up uh, this year um but there there is certainly some some things to be excited about but with that why why don't we touch on that a little bit I know you spoke on uh some of the guys who left the program um can you just take a a minute or two to just talk about you know the biggest guys leaving how you think that will impact the team and then moreover uh some of the new pieces and how you think they might be able to fill in this season for the Hawkeyes
0: yeah I think Tyler Cook you look at him um a guy that's been in your program for the past three years was pretty highly tied to recruit coming out of St. Louis, a guy that made an impact right away. I mean, he got injured in his first year on campus, but he slowly started to progress um, and was kind of just that big cog in the middle, whether it be defending someone or throwing down a vicious gunk or just when he was on, he was on. And he really delivered towards the end of the season a bit. I know in the Big Ten tournament, he was really good. And he just brought kind of that, togetherness and was just a physical beast that you had down low to really defend and post up inconsistent at times but i think he was kind of a guy that you kind of look look to and be like hey he's got something special he can deliver when he needs to um it's just a matter of kind of doing it a consistent basis and i think they'll miss that part of it kind of just having another body down low as well um not gonna lie i was a little surprised when he made the Denver Nuggets signed a two-way contract with them. I was one of those people that kind of believed that he wouldn't have much of a career in the NBA, but good for him for making it. Um, hope he does sure. well, but definitely a guy that I think could, well, they'll miss, I will miss. And Isaiah Moss, who's now at Kansas, was originally at Arkansas after he transferred from Iowa. Um, just another score or two, another perimeter threat, especially now with Jordan instead. status up in the air. Um, you're not going to have as many guys who can, who can hit the jumper from the outside? I mean you'll still have a few, but Isaiah Moss was kind of a guy that Fran McCaffrey always seemed to be high on during his tenure. I know there were struggles last year and a lot of people were wondering how's he gonna fit in the rotation now with Joe Wieskamp in the mix and a few other guys, but seemed to be a guy that Fran McCaffrey always had a spot a soft spot for and seemed to really like over the course of his career at Iowa. Um, like I said, they'll miss his shooting, um, and kind of his scoring ability, kinda of seemed to have a knack for scoring when he wanted to and that when he did he was really really good. I look back at the game a couple years or 2 years ago against Minnesota when I think he dropped like 18 points in the last 3 minutes of the second half or something like that. And just that potential and just his willingness at times to play defense as well um is something they'll miss and then Nicholas Bear um former walk on who was the heart and soul as I mentioned of this Iowa team for the past few years just did everything. Um I thought last year his three-point shooting really came along. He made some key plays on defense um, and really just went hard almost every second he was out there on the floor. You kind of see him winded after two or three minutes because he knew he really he really gave everything and that's going to be tough to replace just because you don't get many guys like that in your program and when you do it's you gotta you gotta really hold on tight to him. So they'll miss him and then Maisie Daly as well, who's now at Akron. Um, kind of expected him to transfer after the end of the season wasn't really getting much run um showed flashes was a very very lengthy guard at 6 foot 6 around there 6 foot 7 um just really didn't have a big fit in the rotation but i think they'll miss him from a depth perspective um but yeah that's kind of one that you kind of look at and you're like ah yeah maybe he doesn't fit on this team great kid great great player but there wasn't really much of a much of a key fit there um, in terms of guys coming in, first guy that jumps out to me is uh, former Cardinal Hayes, PSA Cardinals, point guard, three-star point guard coming to high school, Joe Toussaint, a player that Andrew Fran- or former Iowa assistant coach Andrew Francis recruited out of the Bronx, um, just a guy that Iowa really hasn't had in a while, um, can guard full court very quick, very very athletic, very strong, very good ball handler. Not a guy that's going to get you a bucket right away, but a guy that can run the offense and kind of give you a change of pace and really kind of push that up-tempo style that Fran McCaffrey likes to do. I know I heard from a few people this summer that said that Joe Toussaint really come along, seems to be enjoying himself at Iowa, um, seems to be making a lot of strides, whether it be in the weight room or on the court, really trying to get those things down. He played for a really good AAU program, PSA Cardinals. So I'm sure that adjustment playing with Munch and also he was, his best friends and was backcourt buddies with uh, Cole Anthony, who now is at UNC and is projected to be one of the top 10 draft picks in the NBA draft this year. So he plays, he's played with talent before. He's played with good competition um, day in, day out in the Bronx over at Cardinal Hayes. So he's going to be a guy that I think will be able to attack the lane, get into the scheme um, and make the defense, Kind of second guessing themselves because he's just so quick and so athletic. and will really be a good, good creator for uh, that offense. And I think in the, uh, another guy, another guard. All guards here. Um, for the <laughs> is, um, Bakari Evelyn. I mean, guard depth is guard depth is much needed, especially now it's all hand and out. But Bakari Evelyn, who comes over from Valparaiso, uh, grad transfer, was actually at Nebraska his first season. Kind of a weird story with yeah. that. Um, but. Played at Valpo the last two years. I believe he got injured one of those years. Um, played last year, was injured throughout the course of the year, so he wasn't really as efficient as he could have been. Um, and Valparaiso kind of is a, kind of a little in an interesting situation over there with the coaching staff and how they really put guys out on the floor. So he didn't have the best year last year, but I will recruit him out of high school really liked him um, and thinks he can be a good replacement for Bohanna. And He and – Tucson can complement each other well. I think with Evelyn, what you're getting is experienced leader. Um, he's played college basketball before. Valparaiso is not a not a high major school um, by any means, but it's one of the more upper tier mid major programs, I guess you could say, especially in recent years. So he's played against played against decent decent competition. Um, knows what it takes. Actually trains with a bunch of NBA players in the summer. I believe he's brothers with uh, former Kansas Jayhawk Josh Jackson, so he's worked out with him a bunch during the summer, kind of getting acclimated, um, really kind of pushing each other, so I think he's a guy that, I don't know if he'll start right away, I mean, I bet he does, just because the depth is so thin at point guard, Um, but I've heard a lot of good things about him. I was told that the scrimmage that he played in during his official visit to Iowa, he just he looked like he belonged, and he absolutely dominated. So I think Iowa fans will be excited about him. Um, C.J. Frederick, I guess you consider, as another newcomer, uh redshirt freshman out of Covington Catholic in Cincinnati. Uh, his uncle played for Fran McCaffrey at Notre Dame in the early 1990s. Um, C.J. is kind of a combo guard. He can shoot. He can pass. He can dribble. He can bring up the ball. Um, A guy that October and Fran McCaffrey really like, really seems to be coming along um, and will just provide a lot of a lot of perimeter shooting. Defensively, too, he's really, really making strides. So I know they're excited about him. And then lastly, you got Patrick McCaffrey, um, obviously Fran's second oldest son behind Connor. Um, Patrick comes from Iowa City West. I saw him a bunch his senior year. And the big thing with Patrick is, I mean, he's got potentially. Will be a solid Big Ten player. Um, I know a lot. Of, there's been a lot of talk about whether he's going to be redshirting or not, whether um, how much weight he's going to put on because he's got an issue with putting on weight. Um, but I think really his skill set and what he brings is kind of a team player and a guy that is really just a good teammate overall. I I I know I'm kind of it seems like I'm describing a walk-on <laughs> right now. Um, but Patrick's a guy that everyone loves to play with. He can score. He can really do anything. He's fun to play with. Um, really easy to play with. Will make your will make teammates better. Um, lengthy at six foot nine. I thought he was more like six foot seven, but I guess he's grown a couple of inches. Maybe seems to be putting on some weight as well. And kind of a guy that, in a sense, you could build around just because he's so versatile. it's a good shooter. Like I said, his defense is. He's, He's learning how to defend. He really didn't have to do that much during high school just because they used a lot of his energy on the offense event. Um, but he's a guy, too, that I think could not necessarily make a huge impact as a freshman, maybe right away, not right away, but I think a guy that you can kind of look at and be like, okay, he's going to deliver for us when, he needs, when we need him to and really be kind of that consistent factor in a sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, geez, yeah, <laughs> went through a, about everyone there. So, uh, not, not much for, for, me to add. Um, I, I think from, from my perspective, um, look, Iowa is, they're not a program that typically recruits at an elite level. I don't think I'm, I'm setting any, <laughs> making too hot of a take there. Um, they're generally a program that they bring in these players that, that might be a little overlooked by some, whether it's a transfer, whether it's a, a true freshman, and they develop them. They've had a great record of of developing, especially wings under under Fran McCaffrey. And this year, uh, you know, they're losing Cook. They're losing Moss. Those are two really big losses. And Bohannon, for all intents and purposes, maybe he'll come back. Maybe he won't. But as of now, it, it seems like he's probably out. So they're losing arguably three of the, of their top guys, you add in bear, that's a, that's another big loss. So they're losing a lot. um, But as you mentioned, you know, Evelyn coming in from Valpo, that's a big get uh, just because of the whole point guard. And I think honestly, it's, it's going to come down to guys like Wieskamp, you know, can he perform? Can he build on what he did last year? Uh, But there's still pieces here. Um, It's just, it's, the team's going to look a lot different. You know, I was not going to replace a guy, a guy like Tyler Cook um, overnight, but with that, why don't we jump into uh, um, our our next category here, which are uh, you know some of the some of the strengths, some of the weaknesses. Uh, what primarily do you think is going to be the strength of this team coming in, just at a general level? Um, and then conversely, uh, what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge here heading into the season for Iowa in terms of the roster and, and depth chart, so to speak?
0: Yeah, I think one of the strengths. Um, you look at Iowa's roster, it's a good mix of kind of depth or not depth, youth and experience. Um, you got guys like, uh, let's see, Joe Wieskamp, who's a year, who has a year behind him, Ryan Kreiner, who's a senior, um, Cordell Penzel, Luca Garza, those guys, the the front court. Um, and it's just a good mix of that. And I think you need that in a big, you don't see that much in the Big Ten, or you see it more in the Big Ten than some other conferences, but. I just think that's so vital with the college basketball team because you have guys on the floor who can act like a second coach in a sense and um, really be kind of that calming factor for some of the younger guys. I think, too, there's a lot of depth in front of some of the younger guys, too, so that helps out in a sense just because I don't know if Patrick McCaffrey and Joe Tucson are going to be difference makers right the way. They have high ceilings. I think they have high ceilings at Iowa, but I don't think they're guys that can uh, – come in right away and make a make a huge impact um I also look at strengths too I think big a big thing was you have two kind of proven scores in a sense with Joe Wieskamp and Luka Garza I think with college basketball and really basketball at any level you got to have a guy on your team that you can go to when you need a big bucket or something like that um I think Luka Garza and Joe Wieskamp provide provide that sense of comfort as well um and comfort or sense of like Fran McCaffrey knows if he gets these guys a ball, he's going to be in best position to, to capitalize. And I think too, um, I look at CJ Frederick as well. I think he's going to be, he's going to be a really big factor for this team um, just from a scoring, just from what I've been told, just how he's really come along and how he's really just consistent and can score the ball at a very, very efficient rate. Jack Nunji as well, who's also coming off a redshirt season. Um, a lot of upside with him. I know a lot of people are questioning Fran McCaffrey because Nunji was a sophomore last year and then McCaffrey decided to redshirt him, which usually isn't done much in basketball or in any sport really. Um, when you decide a guy or when you redshirt a guy who has a season under his belt. So I think Nunji, I think he's put on, I don't know, maybe I think here it says maybe like 30 pounds or something like that during his redshirt. Six wow. foot eleven, yeah, a guy that was primarily a perimeter player coming into college. Um, at six foot eleven, you gotta you gotta find a way to get inside too. So I think adding that weight onto him was big, um, just from a sense that now he's now he's more comfortable down low. And his freshman year, he really seemed to hang on the perimeter. Kind of seemed guy seemed to be a guy that you just dish to when you penetrate. Um, and he hit a shot or shoot or whatever. He kind of seemed a little a little hesitant. I think with that added strength um, and just kind of year another year, kind of to work on himself, work on his body, and work on his skill set. I think that's gonna that's gonna benefit him um, greatly. And I think I think a kind of a weakness of this team. I know I talk about the guard play, but I think there's still some question marks that point guard without Jordan Bohannon. Um, just because I think Bo Hannon, you look at him and no one really did the stuff that he did in some of those games and no one really can, um, unless you're like a top top 10 draft pick in the NBA draft. And obviously Bo not that, but just his clutch, his clutchness and how well he could shoot the ball, how streaky and um, how when he gets hot, he really can't miss. And that's going to be something that Iowa misses. But Bakari Evelyn, I know I raised about him a lot, but there's still some question marks with him in terms of just scoring the ball and being that kind of consistent go to guy that Jordan Bohan is the point guard. I think Evelyn will come in and provide a pretty pretty good boost. I think he'll be I think he'll be a guy that Iowa fans will really like as the season goes on, but I think with just a guy like Bohan, he's so hard to replace and he's just such a special player and does so many so many things well, especially on the offensive end that you kinda you kinda gotta
1: wonder when you're losing him. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think from, from my perspective, I think the strength is uh, I I mentioned this earlier, but I think the strengths on the wing, um, you know, there's a lot of depth there. There's a lot of guys with experience, you know, primarily guys like Wiscamp. And additionally, even moving into the front car with uh, Garza, I mean, there's a lot to like uh, from the the three to, to five spots, so to speak. On the other hand, the backcourt to me is a, is a major question mark. I mean, I know Evelyn has a lot of experience. He's a player who's played a lot of minutes uh, at multiple schools. Um, But I mean, look, he wouldn't have transferred this many times if if he was an elite player to, to be as frank as possible. Uh, I don't think he's going to match Bohannon. I was going to have to hope they can get it sort of by committee and that, uh, you know, a guy like Tucson can really come in and, and just hit the ground running. But I, I think the backcourt's going to be a, a major question, and, and I think the wing the wing is going to be the strength again, um, and, and we'll see kind of how, how things develop um, on that end coming in. Uh, with that, uh, we've talked about, you know, some of the strengths, some of the weaknesses, you know, sort of how the roster is going to look. Um, why Why don't we take a look at the starting lineup, I know it's early. I know we're still, you know, almost two months away from opening tip. Um, do you have a prediction on, on what you think the starting lineup will look like? And if so, uh, who do you think uh, ends up in there?
0: I think at the one, you start Evelyn. Um, at the two, you could probably start Frederick. Maybe even Connor McCaffrey as the season um, at the start of the season just because he's more experienced and has played at this level before. Um, camp at the three. Um, I'm, I think you could put Nungey at the four. That would probably be my best bet there. I think he's kind of a stretch four. Um, and then Luka Garza at the five. I think that kind of makes the most sense from a personnel perspective. You got a good mix of guys that can do a little bit of both on um, both sides of the ball. Um, Evelyn, we're still kind of waiting to see. McCaffrey had, had his ups and downs last season. But overall, it's, especially as the season progressed in, in, into the NCAA tournament, he was a guy that really did a lot of the little things well, created first teammates, played good defense, um, didn't turn the ball over that often, which was which was something that I was really struggled with, especially in recent years. Um, and just seemed to be, like I said before, kind of a consistent, consistent force out there and a guy that you could rely on. Luis Camp, obviously, with his scoring ability, you got to put him in there. Um, and just how he can play different positions. He can play the one through four for you. Uh, he's just so versatile and does so many things well that it's hard. going to it's gonna be hard to keep him off the floor. Um, I think we'll see that early and often, how much this team really needs Wieskamp to be performing at a high level. Numji, I was raving about him before. Um, put on a lot of weight, seems to be more skilled. Uh guy I'm actually really excited to see this season. And then Garza, who I think could be, I mean, I know... We've seen him. Um, he's done very well the past two seasons, kinda had a slow start to the season, but seems to really pick it up as the season goes on. And I think he's gonna have a breakout season. I think he needs to have a breakout season if this Iowa team wants to be in that upper echelon of the Big Ten. Just because I think when you look at him, um he does so many things well for you down low. He could post up, he can score, um, whether it be from the mid range or from three. Um, and then defensively too he's a, he just he 's a sneaky good defender. I think he had I think he led the team in block shots last year um, and just seemed to be not a guy that fouled much either i don 't remember him being in foul trouble very often um, and just seemed to be out there on the floor very active on defense both sides a little a little slow um, from like kind of the common big men nowadays that we see, but I think he brings that European sense of basketball he 's very fundamentally sound does a lot of the little things and just a very, very smart basketball player. And I think you need, you need one of those guys on your team.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think for the most part, you, you know, I, I have things uh, about the same. I think Evelyn takes that point guard spot with uh, Bohannon sidelined. Um, I think Wiscamp and Garza are surefire starters. I think those are your most guaranteed, mm-hmm. um, Griner as well I I think will probably Slide in at the four I think The big question is you know what's going to happen at The two is it going to be McCaffrey there is one Of the other wings going to step up and sort of Slide things around Um, that That should be interesting I I don't have any any Super strong predictions there You know Frederick's another another question Mark as well in in that category So a lot of different guys to choose for As far as that last spot but I I Think generally those top four are going to be Pretty solid, uh, coming into this season. Um, one, one last thing before we get to sort of, sort of our, uh, season predictions, big picture stuff, you know, the, the things everybody likes to to chat about and debate nonstop the schedule. I I don't think Iowa is one of the teams that has finalized the schedule. I, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm trying to check here. Uh, well, all right. Yeah. I guess they got most of the schedule here out. Um, do you have any any reactions as far as the non-conference goes for Iowa? I mean, generally speaking, we all kind of know what to expect out of the Big Ten at this point, especially with the 20-game slate. You know, the schedules aren't, aren't varying as much this year. Um, but what are your thoughts as far as the schedule is concerned? Uh, what are the games you're most excited about? And do you have any sort of feel on how you think the schedule is going to go or affect the team, I guess?
0: I think the first thing that pops out to me is the – uh, Las Vegas Invitational over Thanksgiving. You have runner or defending runner national runners up in Texas Tech, who will always be tough no matter who they return. And you play either the winner, or loser of Creighton and San Diego State, which both those teams could be tough to beat. Um, and then right after that, you go on the road to Michigan. Or, I mean, you go on the road to Syracuse. Excuse me, to the ACC Big Ten Challenge, really? always a tough place to play. Yeah, and then uh, at Michigan too, who with Jawan Howard teams that have a lot of hype around that program. So I know Fran McCaffrey gets a lot of knock for having the easy um, non-conference slate. I mean, I know Michigan's a conference game, but that's still early in the season that you're getting, you're getting, you're going up against some pretty good teams. And after that, I mean, they play at home against Minnesota, which I think should be a win. And then the next two games are on the road at Iowa State, which – will be difficult, Um, and then you play Cincinnati in Chicago, who Cincinnati may take a step back, but they're still going to try and get up in your face, and be tough, and do whatever it takes to really kind of frustrate you, and we saw that in the NCAA tournament last year, and they're going to come in, come in ready too, because Iowa knocked them out, so that's another tough stretch I'm looking at, Um, and just conference play too, I know there's one stretch in here that a lot of people are like, whoa, that's going to be, that's going to be tough, I can't, Trying to pick out which one it is right now. It might be sometime during January where they play.
1: Uh, where is it? I, th- I think it might be this stretch here where they get Wisconsin at home, Maryland on the mm-hmm. road, Illinois at home, yeah. Purdue on the road, and then uh, Nebraska at home and Indiana on the road. Some of those teams may may vary a little bit, but you're talking about a lot of teams that are expected to be in the NCAA picture there. And then certainly if, you know, a team like Nebraska or Indiana surprises in a in a positive direction, uh, that could be a really, really tough stretch. Yeah, no, for sure. Those teams definitely have definitely have
0: lots of pieces that, that will make it interesting. Um, I think outside of Northwestern, um, and even Minnesota too, I think those are games that Iowa could either win or lose their whole their Big Ten schedule. Just outside of those two teams, I think it's kind of up in the air at this point.
1: Certainly, yeah. I think I think the schedule, for all intents and purposes, it's really tough. Um, and that's something I've, I've sort of noticed with the, with the expanded Big Ten schedule. It's taken you know two of what were generally the body bag games of you know November or December, and has replaced them with two legitimately challenging games. Uh, considering how good the Big Ten has been over the last few years, but I mean, you're talking about you know road games at Syracuse and Iowa State. Uh, their easy, you know, named non-con team is probably DePaul, who has been up and down. Um, Texas Tech is obviously a powerhouse at the moment. Um, and then, of course, you mentioned Cincinnati, who they played in the NCAA tournament last year. And then Big Ten play, as we all know, is going to be very difficult, um, including an odd game with Penn State and Philly. So something to watch <laughs> for Iowa yeah. fans as, as the new year pops in. So this is going to be a tough schedule. Um, the advantage, uh, is, you know, Iowa's going to be able to, to pack a lot of quality wins. If they can hit the ground running, um, they could enter big 10 play kind of like they did last year where they, they sort of had a a pretty big margin for error to make the NCAA tournament. You know, as Iowa fans remember, they had that really rough close to the season, but they still made the tournament namely because of those early season wins. So that, that is on the table this year, but things are going to be tough. Uh, with that though, why don't we get to our season predictions um, I'm not gonna ask you to, to pick a win-loss record or predict every game or anything like that, but um how does Iowa do? Do they make the NCAA tournament and sort of uh how do you think the team's gonna perform this season?
0: I think they're right on the cusp right now. Um I know Andy Katz came out with his bracket the other day and said that they're a first four out or uh next four out team. I think they're right in that first four out, first four in type range as of now. I think a lot of it's gonna have to do with Obviously, they'll get a couple wins, um, possibly during the non-conference slate, but just conference play is so strong this year. And just the Big Ten, really, how it's going to be as a whole, because we've seen that depending on how the conference is, that's kind of a big indicator of whether or not the teams that are kind of on the bubble make it into the NCAA tournament. So, I think when you look at this roster. Um, I think they're kind of a middle-of-the-road Big Ten team, maybe in the seven through nine range. I know a couple publications have them at like 10 or 11, but I think based on the experience they have, and I think Joe Wieskamp and Luka Garza being able to take that next, that next leap and be able to produce at a high level will help out their cause, so I could see them in the seven or nine. I think that will be good enough to put them in the NCAA tournament, but... I think there's a real possibility that they could fall in that 10-11 range, too, just because that conference play is so difficult. And just some of the matchups they got at certain times just kind of really throws my prediction in a loophole, just because that's so so difficult. And there's teams, too, in the Big Ten this year that were young last year and gave Iowa troubles, and now they're really going to – those teams are much more – I wouldn't say much more talented, but there's much more hype coming into the season for them. And those will be, those will be tough out. So I think right now I'd put them just based on their roster and who they got coming that probably a seven through nine, but I could totally see a scenario where they end up like 10 or 11.
1: I'm i I'm kind of in the, in the same position, uh, generally speaking, I, I think I was going to be in that bubble picture um, at least early on in the season. At this point, my prediction would probably be they come up short. You know, they're in that NIT picture at season's end. However, you know, we we all know how tight that range can be. You know, you pick up a, a tight win here, you avoid a bad loss over here, and you end up on the right side of Selection Sunday. So I, I think that's going to be Iowa's life <laughs> for for this season. And I think a lot of it is going to depend on, on Wieskamp. You know, can he take the next step? I'm a huge believer um, – in the Big Ten, in college basketball, that almost always, uh, you know, it's it, the vast majority of the time, the teams with the biggest stars are going to win the most games. I understand that that isn't always the case, but, you know, if you look at the all Big Ten rankings on a given season, generally speaking, all those teams are going to be, the all the players on there are going to be on the best teams. And I think for Iowa right now, their best hope of having one of those top-tier Big 10 players is, is Wieskamp. So I, I think it's going to ride on him in a lot of ways this year with Bohannon out, he's going to have to pick up the slack. He's going to have to be play at a really, really high level. Um, and then I was going to have to find some guys around him that can fill in, um, you know, for that last starting position. Uh, Evelyn's going to have to show he can be more than just a uh, so-so <laughs> a guard um, at a, on a quality team. So, It'll be interesting. I think Iowa, you know, you look at they have three or four guys that are gonna be right there with, with most of the league, and then it's gonna come down to can they get a, a surprise wild card, maybe one of the freshmen, uh, maybe one of the guys coming, you know, like um uh who am I who am I forgetting here? Coming off a of red shirt, uh you know, None you Frederick. Yeah, yeah. One, one of those guys to pop in and, and deliver at a higher level. They're gonna need something like that to sort of take that next step in my opinion but overall i i think there's plenty to be excited about i was got the schedule if they if they can deliver in some of these games and certainly protect home court there's more than enough wins uh to get into the tournament so it should be exciting um but with that uh sean thanks again for joining we really appreciate it uh before we let you go um any any last thoughts on Iowa and again just uh reiterate to our listeners uh where they can check you out on on Twitter and of course where you write right for
0: yeah I mean I think it should be a fun year um a lot a lot of uh a lot of uh, question marks coming in, but I think it'll be i think it'll be a fun year i think that's what makes college basketball fun is kind of the kind of the uh unknown coming into the season so it should be. Should be an interesting year. Um, and, yeah, you can find me at on Twitter at SBoc247 um, and at HawkeyeInsider.com on 24-7 Sports, where I knew about whether it be basketball, football, um, what have you, kind of all over the place. So, yeah, um, thanks again, Thomas, for having me on.
1: No problem. Thanks for joining us. Uh, to all our listeners, you can check me out on Twitter at TBendit. Additionally, check out BT Powerhouse on Twitter and Um, On our website, we have more and more preview coverage uh, leaking through here. Uh, We have a a lot coming in the weeks to come. So stay tuned, stay on there, uh, subscribe and and rate our podcast positively, um, and we will see you next time. Thanks.